0: progress. Okay, so we're going to pick it up from Daft Kuf Kuf Dalid Amid Aleph by the Mishnah it's not a difficult Daft today the Mishnah says Cholza, Cholza Belaylo. the Mishnah is discussing can you do Chalitza at night so Cholza Belaylo. if you did at night Chalitza Serksher, the Tanakama feels that it's kosher Rav poisil and Rav feels that it's possible to do a Chalitza at night we'll explain what the Machlekas is in a moment Bismal chalitza subsula, Tanakama says if you do chalitza with the left foot, it's pasul. Rav Lazar mashiv. is okay with it, and we'll explain what the what the reasons for this is. So let's first on. The, let's analyze the first one. What's the issue with doing chalitza at night potentially? Why does Rav Lazar pasul so feels it's fine. but the Lazar pasul it. So lema Maybe the machleikus says as follows. Now the gemara. Okay, the gemara assumes. We'll just we'll hold the dafet. The Gemara assumes. Okay, I'll just give the daff while holding it. The Gemara assumes that if you do chalit, if that, yeah, whatever, having trouble. The Gemara assumes that here's the here's the halachah. saras um, has to be seen during the day. You can't look at saras at night. The Gemara's assumption number two is that chalitza is a monetary judgment, right? No, no, I got it go. The, the Gemara assumes, right, there's three different categories, right? There's monetary, capital, punishment, and I guess the stuff that you need the 71 for. So the Gemara assumes the Chalitza is monetary. Why? Because once she does Chalitza, it affects the k'suba, it affects monetary concepts. So Chalitza is a monetary judgment. The Gemara feels that perhaps the machloikis of whether Chalitza could be done during the day or at night is whether monetary judgments can be done during the day and at night. What would the Machleikes be? Where, why would you assume monetary judgments have to be done during the day? So the Gemara says, <laughs> perhaps the Machleikes is as follows, saver <laughs> rivim the Pasuk connects a riv, which is a monetary judgment, to n'goim, to tzaras. So one op- one opinion compares monetary judgments to tzaras, that just like tzaras has to be done during the day, so too monetary judgments must be done during the day, and khalitz is a monetary judgment. Umar saver, rivim says, no, we don't compare monetary judgments to saras And saras has to be done during the day But monetary judgments are not necessarily restricted to during the day And therefore Chalitza can be done at night as well That's perhaps the Machlechus Meaning we know saras has to be done during the day We know the chalitza is a monetary judgment The Machlechus is Why well, the monetary judgments are learned out from Saras They have to be done during the day at night So the Gemara says no Because here's why There's a suki in Sanhedrin And it's based on sukkim. The Mishnah in Sanhedrin oh. writes Monetary judgments it's sort of in between. They can't be started at night, but they can be finished at night. Meaning the deliberations, the testimony has to be started during the day, but the psaq can be given on over at night. So what does that tell you? That tells you everyone agrees you don't learn it out from Saras, because if you learn out monetary judgments from Saras, you wouldn't be able to do anything at night, even the completion. The fact that we paskin that monetary judgments can be completed at night tells you that tells you that we don't learn it out from Saras. So what's the machoi? So now let's. Forget about Saras. We know that monetary judgments can be started during the day and finished at night, but they can't be started at night. So here's the deal. I'll say it outside, we'll see it inside. Chalitza, normally, monetary judgments have different stages, right? There's the, the plaintiffs, the defendants, the deliberation, and the psaq. has to be started during the day and it could be completed at night. It can't be started at night. Khalitsa has one action, which is you just take off the shoe, you spit, you say the psaq. There's no stages. The Shaila is, is Chalitza perceived as the beginning of a monetary judgment, or is it considered the Gemar? It's an interesting way to look at it. Do you look at it as just a Gemar, or it's just a Haskalah? It doesn't have stages. So we know that monetary judgment can be started during the day and completed at night, but it can't be started at night. So the question is, if you look at Chalitza as Haskalah, it can't be started at night. If you look at Chalitza as a Gemar, it could be done at night. That's the Machleikas. So we'll see it inside. The Gemara says, Everyone agrees you don't learn out monetary judgment from Saras. Why? Because if you were, you wouldn't be able to learn out even the Gemara din meaning you wouldn't be able to do a gemar Din of monetary judgment at night which we, we hold you could so evidently we don't learn how monetary judgment from Saras it must be two separate concepts rather monetary judgments have their own halachas and that is it can't be started at night but it can be pleaded at night so what's the machalikas? So, Halacha the, the Tanakhama compares Khalitza to the beginning of a Din Because it just has one stage, and therefore, just like the beginning of a din cannot be done at night, so the chalitza cannot be done at night. And one says, No, chalitza is like a gemar din. Okay. The gemar has the following maisa. Rabbi Barchiya Kituv Spa, Uvda, Rabbi Barchiya Kituv Spa did the following thing. He did Bimoyk, he allowed chalitza to be done with a felt shoe, non leather, which we had yesterday's at Machoygastanayim. He did it without a bezdin, without edim. He allowed just the husband to do it for the wife. Which, by the way, tomorrow's I think tomorrow's daft they discussed that if you hold it, it could be done singular without anybody, without edus, without bezdin. First of all, that's obviously it's obviously not a judgment in the classical sense because if it's a judgment, you would need at least more than one. But also, how do you know that it actually took place? Like, ha, ha, who do you believe? It's, we'll deal with that later. The point is, he allowed for a felt shoe to be removed at night without anyone present. So he did all three together. So the Gemara says, Omer Shmuel, when Shmuel heard this about Mar to spa, he said, What a big tamachachim that he's following Adas Yachid. Meaning, he wasn't happy that he did this. Okay. So the question is, which part of it did, who's a Shmuel? Shmuel, which part of the action did Shmuel not like? Again, he did three things felt and not leather at night, and he did it without a bezden. So and Shmuel was not happy. So the question is, which component was Shmuel not happy? So the end of the Gemara is going to, he wasn't happy with all of it. But, but the first Gemara, the Gemara is like this. Ma'kashia, what's bothering Shmuel? E. Mike, if it's the non leather, well, Stamatani, we had yesterday a Brysa so that you could use a wooden block. So you saw that yesterday that's it's, it's, a, it's a Stam that says you don't have to have leather. So that's not such a big deal. Elilah, and if it's going at night, that's also that's a stam. The, the Tanakama, which is stam, says that is kosher. So that's not a big deal. Ela yochi What's bothering him is that he did it without a bezdin and without edus. Now that's a lone shita, as we're going to see in the next mishnah. That is the shita of Ravikiva. No one else holds that way. He should not have done that. That's the Gemara says. It's not, as the Mishnah says in, a, in the next Amid, If you did Shnaim, so just Eidos, but not a Bezdin, no good. Or if you did a Bezdin, but one of them was Puzzle, so if you have three and then one of them's is Puzzle, what do you got? You got two. So in essence, you just had an Adus, no, so no good. So the Tanakhama feels you need three. Rav Shimin, Rav Sandler says two is enough. And there was a man who did Chalitza when he was in prison, just between him and the wife. There was no one present, not aedus, not a Bezdin. And Rav Kiva was machsirit, but we don't pass him that way, meaning we pask in E3. So oh, so Shmuel was bothered by the yachid part of it. He should not have done it with a yachid, not counting the husband, but he did it with nobody present, like Rav Kiva. But we pass asking that you need three. So that's what bothered Shmuel. I that's a good this be three Yechid, three. they don't have to be Rabbanu, but they have to be able to read. They have to know the process well enough that they could walk the yavam how to read the Pesokim. So they can't be people who can't read Hebrew. But they don't have to be uh, learned in halacha. The Gemara continues, Or perhaps he was bothered that he put it all three together because there's a lone sheet that put it all three together and he was bothered by all three of it. He said, I saw Rabbi Yishmol ben Elisha that he did all this together. He did non-leather shoes, uh, as a yochid at night and that bothered him because you should not be following a lone shita by the way just Agav is one of those you know, to make you seem smart there's a tesis, the bottom of this says, it says Rabbi Ishmael says the son of Rabbi said I saw Rabbi Ben Elisha, Rabbi Ben Elisha was the Kayin Gadol who was killed, he was one of the Sarugi Malchus, he was the last Kayin Gadol of the second base Amikdash, Rav Yosim and Rabbi Ben Elisha did not live at the same time Rabbi was a Talmud of Akiva who was after the korban? Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha was the last king of during the Beis HaMikdash. So Taisus says there must be there were two Rabbi Shmuel ben Elishas. One was the one who was killed, and one was his grandson, who this one is, who was named after the one who was killed. Okay, just one of those, you know, just to point it out. Fine. Right there in the Gemara, we the second machleikus in the Mishnah was can you do, use a left shoe, left foot? Tanakama said it's pasul, Revelosa said it's kosher. Where where what's the shila what's the shailah about? So Gemara says my time with the Rabona why the Rabona why do the Rabona feel that it's possible to use the left foot left foot we have a connecting Regel by Chalitza and Regel by Mitzrayra. When they would put the blood on the foot of the Mitzrayra as part of the Tahara process, it had to be the right foot. So it says Regel by Mitzrayra, which is the right foot. It says Regel by Chalitza, so it also must be the right foot and not the left foot. Malalundiamin, Afkandiamin. Rabalazar, la Yolif And Ravalazar, who says it's fine with the left foot, he doesn't have that. Because they connecting the laws of Chalitza to the laws of Mitzor. So Gemara says, wait a minute, why doesn't Ravalazar feel comfortable learning Aphra Mitsorah? I We know that if a slave is uh wishes to stay past, he, he gets a, a, an earring pierced in his which which earlobe? His right one. How do you know this? Because Ravalazar says, we learn out oizen oizen from the slave, connecting it to tsaras, to metzorah. Just like the metzorah gets the blood on the right ear, so he gets on the right... Oh, so you see, you are learning out from metzorah. So why is it that by chalitza he doesn't feel comfortable learning out from metzorah, but by an evid he does? So the Gemara says, So why is it that Rav Loza does not feel comfortable learning it out by chalitza, but he feels comfortable learning it out by metzorah? So the Gemara says, "So change the names. You're right. Switch it. Rav Lozer is The Rav Lozer passes the Tanakama is Machshirit. So change the names to make it work. He says another answer, which is that for Exer Shavu, we've had this many times." A lot of times you have a connecting two concepts. The problem is the concepts are not comparable because there are certain halachas that apply to one and not the other. So the answer is, if their words are extra, and they're called Mufni, if both words are extra, you can't ask kashas. So we had a kasha. Why is it that Rebbe Lazar learns out oizen oizen from Mitzayra to a slave, but he doesn't learn out regel regel from Mitzayra to Chalitza? The answer is because by by Mitzayra the oizen is extra, and by evad the oizen is extra, so they're both extra words. Rendering it allowing you to make a by mit, By Chalitza, the is not extra. And because the is not extra, the two suggis are not comparable, therefore he doesn't feel comfortable with xer-shavah. The Gemara says, "High Mufni, loy Mufni. And why is it that if it's not extra, there's a problem? What's the problem? Because You can't compare a Chalitza to Mitzayro unless the words are extra, because Chalitza is just a shoe. Mitzayro is the foot, but it also has other processes. It's got the Eitz eres V'Ezai, V'Shinit the other parts of the process that do not apply to Chalitza. So because they're not comparable, it would only work if the words are extra. And the words are not extra, so Rav does not learn them out. Next, Mishnah. The mission is now going to be dealing with which stages of Chalitza are Ma'akiv. The Chalitza had three steps. Saying the Pesukim, spitting, taking off the shoe. Those are the three steps. The question is, are all three essential? Is one essential? Are non-essential? What if I missed one? I missed the other. So the mission starts like this. Chalitza v'irakika. You did Chalitza, you took off the shoe, you spat on the floor. Avaloy kara, but you didn't say the Pesukim. Chalitza s'ksheira. Not saying the Pesukim is fine. It's, it's B'diyev fine And by the way Okay, remember that Because that's what today's daf is about Not saying the P'sukim is be the evid fine Okay Because it's not essential Kara avalei V'alei Let's say you didn't do Chalitza You spat You said the P'sukim You didn't take off the shoe Chalitza subsula. Definitely not good You definitely need to take off the shoe For it to be Yaltza, so for sure Chaltzah Vikara Let's say you didn't spit You said everything You took off the shoe But you didn't spit Rav Elazar Oymer Chalitzas P'sula, Rav Kiva Merchalitzas It's a machoigus. Rav Elazar, Rav go to the next page. So, Amrly, really, Rav Elazar, why does Rav say that it's ma'akiv, that it's a problem if you don't spit? So, he says, "Kacha ye The past is "Kacha." Kacha means everything has to be done. Kol davishu ma'akiv. Anything that has to be done has to be done. If you don't do it, see, so you do so it's it's not yaidzah. What does Rav respond? Because he feels that if you don't spit, you're, it's a, you have, only Rav Kiva. Misham raya The puzzle is meaning only the actions that the man does, that's associated with the man, is, is, is ma'akiv. So this taking off of the shoe, because it's on his foot, that's his action. The spitting, which is entirely done by the woman, is not ma'akiv. So he uses those same words to say, that it's only ma'akiv if it's an action that involves the man, not an action that's solely done by the woman, which is spitting. Fine. We said before that you if you read, if you didn't read the Pesukim Yoyotza, okay. Remember that. Then the Mishnah says something strange. If a deaf mute Does chalitza? whether it's the man or the woman, or if a child is involved, no good. That's a little strange. A deaf mute, what's the issue? So I would have said, because they can't say the psukim, but we just said you don't have to say the psukim, so the Gemara is going to say, it must be that if someone's deaf mute, we, we assume they don't have Das. Because the standard issue with a deaf mute is they can't talk, but we just said that if you didn't say the psukim, it's fine. So it must be the deaf mute issue is that they don't have Das. We'll talk about this. That's the essential element that the Gemara is going to be dealing with. Let's go back right there. Ketana so shechalza. Let's say the girl was a ketana and she did chalitza. Tachayitz mishtagdil. She has to do it again when she's older. Vemlaytachalza chalitza subshunish. If not, not yoitzah. Meaning a ketana cannot do chalitza or We had this just now. If you did chalitza in front of two adam or in front of a bezin, but one of them is pasul, so it's two chalitza b'sula. And then you had Rav Yechonasan. Two is enough, and Rav Akiva is kosher, even if no one's present, just in front of the husband. Fine. We just had that. Now the Mishnah started off by saying. That if you did not say the psukim, you're yotza. So says Rava. Ravah Rava, makva. Rava says the fact that the mission says if I didn't say the psukim, I'm meaning the saying the psukim are not essential. If you have a mute person, not a deaf mute, a mute person, they just can't talk. Shecholtei sekshir. They're kosher. They could do chalitza. If the woman or the man are a mute, not a deaf mute, they're mute. They could they could do chalitza. Why? Because the saying is not essential. Oh, here's the problem. So what's the problem with a deaf mute? It can't be the saying, because you're saying the saying is not essential. So the Gemara says, My time? What's the issue with a deaf mute? Meaning, a mute is fine. But a deaf mute is not, not fine. What's the issue? Why is it by a deaf mute you're not Yotza? Is it not because you're not saying the psukim, and you see the saying the psukim is essential? The answer is, The answer is, They don't have das. If someone's a deaf mute, we don't know if they understand anything because we've we've never been able to to, to to communicate with them because we have no way of communicating with them. They don't have das. So the issue with a deaf mute is that not that they can't say the pesukim is they don't have das. So says, oh, nami. So what about a mute? Why assume? Why do you assume a mute has das? The answer is, they have das. They just can't speak. So someone who's deaf mute, so they can't hear. Hearing is part of the essential element of learning. So if they don't, if they can't hear and they can't speak, they assume we don't have das. But if someone's a mute, then we assume they have das. They just can't speak. And you see from the Mishnah that speaking is not essential. Okay. So you so far have when the Mishnah started off by saying that if you didn't say the Pesukim Yotze, so says Rava very simply, you see that saying the Pesukim is not <laughs> essential. That's why a mute can 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 can, say, can do Chalitza. A deaf mute is a problem because they don't have das. Here's the problem. The problem is. Amri de Be Raviana and Raviana is sheer, they said the issue with the deaf mute is not that they don't have das, it's Lafi bomb of it's because they didn't say the P'sukim. So this whole assumption that you don't have to say the P'sukim, and the saying of the P'sukim is not essential and a mute can do it. And the issue with the deaf mute is they don't have das. that's not true. They Raviana spoke out. The issue with the deaf mute is they're not talking. The issue is the talking. So you see that the talking is essential, huh? So you see that the talking is essential. So therefore, Ravah changes view. So Ravah says, you know what? I'll reverse everything. A deaf mute can't do it, not because they don't have das, because they can't speak. And therefore, based on this, now Ravah changes tune. He says, no. If a mute does it, he's not Yotza. because you have to you have to speak. Oh, but here's the one problem. What do the mission start? So right now you're saying saying is essential. Deaf mute can't do it because they can't speak. Mute can't do it because they can't speak. But what do the mission to say? If the guy forgot to say the psukim, it's kosher. So I don't understand. If the saying is essential, then how come it's <coughs> not makiv? Meaning a mute can't do it because he can't speak. A deaf mute can't do it because he can't speak. But if a healthy person doesn't say the psukim, eh, it's fine. I don't understand. What's the what's the difference? So the answer is this is the concept called Which is if you're able to do something and you don't do it, it's more lenient than not being able to do said item. There's a concept in halacha. So the Gemara says, meaning that if you it has to do with the laws of carbanis and how much flour to put in a bowl, but the, the main the main concept is it's if you have if if I tell you to say the psukim and you can and you forget it, we're not gonna be ma'akiv. Someone who can't do it, not y'itza. That's the essential when it comes to saying the psukim. So the Mishnah was right when the Mishnah started off by saying that someone who's healthy and just forgets to say the psukim, eh yitzah. Because he could if he wanted to. Because he's in the parsha. But in elaim and a who can't say the psukim, that's ma'akif. And you have this throughout Shas. In Lamedis, why it works? There are pieces in Roshul about it, pieces of Chaim about it, and Reb Baruch But that's to understand it. But the concept is that if someone could and forgets, but he at least in the parsha, it's not as bad as someone who cannot do it. That's that's the concept, huh? What? It's the same kasha we had yesterday. It's the same kashu we had at the end of the daf yesterday. He's asking that if a, what does a cherish do for chalitza? He can't do chalitza. Right? So what do they do? I said have to yibum. I said have to yibum. I don't. I don't think they have no choice. That's what we talked about yesterday. I, I guess because you can't just say you're free because you can't do chalitza because you could do yibam. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would assume that they're kind of forced. Yeah, I, I guess they do yibum and then get divorced if they're not interested in staying together. I don't, I'm gonna have to check this up. I'll, I'll check up. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I'm going to check it up. The Gemara continues like this. Let's finish up the daf. Okay. We had in the Mishnah, whether spitting is ma'akiv, is a machlaikis, Rav Elozer, and Rav Akiva. Okay. Now, that's talking about a scenario where the woman said the psokim, he said the psokim, she took off the shoe, she just forgot to spit. The Gemara has the following halacha. Yevama shirokiko, tachlitz. Let's say a woman, uh, it's interesting, She didn't decide to do chalitza or yibam yet. They're having a fight. They're arguing about what to do. It's in front of people, but it's not betayras chalitza. She's not going to Bezdin in order. They're having an argument and she spits at the guy. I hate you. She spits on the floor. Says the Gemara, tachlitz. She has to do chalitza at that point. Meaning, the spitting is enough that it started the process that she can no longer do yibam. Not that it's an essential chalitza. It's not a good chalitza that she's free but she can no longer do yibam. It started the process enough that she's also to the yavam. Huh? Well, it's a short one. It's, it's all gemar. So, the, yeah. so the, the cash is like this. Who authored this statement? That half of it, that just doing spitting is, 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 is something. You have, think about it, who, who said this? The, what are the names again? You have, Rav Akiva says that if you didn't spit, it's kosher. So he obviously doesn't recognize spitting as something. So definitely according to Rebbe doesn't make sense. So you'll say, oh, it's according to Rebbe because he holds that spitting is essential. Rebbe just said spitting is essential, he didn't say spitting on its own is something, he's just saying that if you miss spitting, it's a problem. It's a part of two, it's 50% of what you got to do, you got to take off the shoe and you got to spit. Rebbe just says you need both, he never said one is enough, right, there's a difference. Saying that you need both does not mean one is enough, it just means you need both, right? I'll give you an example. I just thought of this is a phenomenal example. I just thought of, if you have a remote control to turn on an air conditioner, you need two batteries. If you put one in, it doesn't do anything. Just because you need two does not mean one is enough. So who authored this statement that spitting starts the process? It can't be Reva Akiva because he doesn't deem spitting significant whatsoever. And Rav Elazar just says you need both. He never said one's enough. So the Gemara says who authored this statement that spitting is something. So the Gemara says like this that spinning is enough to make her also to her the brothers so money who, who 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 did this now by the way she obviously had to spit before Besden I when I said that she didn't have intention to spit to like end to sever the relationship because that's the whole point I just want to see if article explains yeah the cases that she can no longer um, yeah yeah, we're we're concerned. It's similar to the Gemara we had yesterday, uh, two days ago, of a woman who might have taken off the shoe accidentally. Over here, she spat. It was not in the process of chalitza, but we're afraid that because it was out of anger and it was in front of Bezdin, that's that's enough to she might have had the, the proper kavan. It's more it's worse than taking off a shoe. It's taking off a shoe. This guy was hurt his back and he said, help me take off my shoe. No one, spitting is, you know, it's an angry act and you spit to a guy that, that you potentially want to marry and knowing that spitting is the, is the process of divorce, that's enough that we're going to be concerned that it's over. So the question is again, who authored this? The money says, money, who authored this? Elai ma Revakiva, can't be Revakiva. Hashtu mabemaka mitzvah. Dikle mema midahavemurim. Dikhilesa le ma'akiv. Dikhilesa ma'akev. ma'akiv. Am Kiva le ma'akva. Meachin Isla. Kiva, who holds in the process, he doesn't deem spitting significant. You think he considers significant outside of the process? That doesn't make any sense. So it can't be Revakiva. So why does it have to be a permanent basin? be like, if you're saying it's here, it should be. I it I would it. assume I would deal, assume it would be a I would assume that Rashi said in front of Bezdin because Rashi knew that it was not according to Rav Akiva. I'm saying, even if proof, not no, Rashi was the one who said that. So Rashi said Bifnei so, yeah. Bezdin. So it could be Rashi just knew the Gemara the Gemara the end of the Gemara. You're right. According to Rav, if the Gemara concluded that it was according to Rav Akiva, this probably halacha would be the same. Not in front of Bezin. I think Rashi just said in front of Bezin because he knew that the conclusion is that we're rejecting this going according to Rav Kiva. So it's not Rav Kiva. So okay, now uh, okay, fine. You're yeah, fine. Then so it's not Rav Kiva. So who is it? So okay, it's Rav Lozer. It still can't be Rav Lozer because Rav Lozer just said you need both. He never said once enough. Like the battery thing, it's not. So, who's the one who says one out of two is significant when you have when you need two items to amater to complete it? Who's the one who says one's enough? So the Gemara says it's Rebi. Where is this sheeta of Rebi? The halacha is, and we'll end with this. Rebi sheeta was when you have on Shavuos you have the shtei the carbon shtei So you have the bread. So the process was they would take the bread, they would. At that point, before the bread is officially a carbon, it has monetary kadusha, not kedusha saguf, not the same level of kedusha of carbonus. At what point does the, so? What they would do is they would take the bread with live animals, they would wave it, still not a carbon yet. It's a carbon when you do the shechita. Okay. So the Gemara. So what's the process to make it an official carbon? We know that there's shechita and zrika, right? There's shechting and then there's a sprinkle of blood. What if you just had one? I Meaning you shechted it for the right intention, but you were zayrik it for the wrong intention. The question is: Is the alechem? Is the bread now holy? So you ha- you needed two things. You got one out of two. So Rebbe says yes. Rebbe oh. says there's enough kedusha to make it. Not that you could eat the shtei alechem, but there's enough kedusha that's pasulina, pasulchutz, all the you know the sulim that associate the level of holiness that a carbon has. Rebbe feels is instilled by one out of two. So, the, so, so he's the one who says spitting alone would be enough to validate her from doing evil. So the Gemara says, it's Rebbe. D'itanya Saras, Ein Mekachin El The bread is only holy. The Shtey is only holy when the Kiv seres are slaughtered. Ketzad, what's the case? Shochton L'shmon. So if you did it for the right intention. Vizorek L'shmon. And you did the Zerika for the right intention. Two out of two. Nailed it, so it's Kaddish alechem. Then it's Kaddish, it has all the stringencies, and you can eat it. Perfect. v'zarek darin If you did, uh, I'm sorry. v'zarek If you start off the Shechita with the wrong intention, I don't care what happens afterwards, it, It's not. there's nothing to start with. The Shechita is the essential one. The Shechita starts the ball rolling. Shach lishman, you shech did it for the right reason. Vizarik shaloi lishman, but then you did the Zrika for the wrong intention. So you did one out of two. So what's the halacha? Kaddish ve'inik kaddish. It's kaddish that it has the Kaddush of a carbon for all the disease but you can't eat it. Diver Rabbi, Rabbi Loza Rabbi Shimon kaddish lishman and Rabbi Loza disagree. So what do you see? You see that Rabbi's shita is that when you have two essential elements to gemar, one out of two is enough to begin the process. So that's true with Kivsi Atzeres, but in our context, the two essential items to make her a full Cholutz is the Rekika and the Chalitza. If you just did the Rekika, if you just did the smitting, it's it's half. So she's half meaning that she's not free, but she can't marry the brothers. So that Brisa followed Rebbe.